And hello, everyone. This is our Uxbridge Spartan podcast for the uh, week of May 8th. And uh, this sort of summarizes our weekly news and notes. So uh, we appreciate you tuning in to this edition. We just wanted to get into some of the details about uh, quarter four and some of the decisions that have been made for us at UHS. Uh, so just, uh, just to kind of give an update, uh, we are still waiting for guidance from uh, the commissioner with respect to grading, especially as we look into quarter four. This is around the time where we would give out progress reports for quarter four. And we've been waiting on the commissioner's guidelines uh, for uh, grades, um, letter grades, moving beyond pass-fail potentially. Uh, and we haven't seen anything yet. And it doesn't mean that, that these things aren't going to come, but it just means that right now we want to get ahead of things. And so one of the things that we are going to be reviewing and uh, potentially looking at over the next few days is a really simple, fair way for students to earn grades for the work being completed uh, without really penalizing for students who who are not able uh, to get things done to the extent that they may have had we been in the building every day. Um, there are so many challenges and so many different individual situations. And the last thing we want as a high school, as a staff, as a community, is to be the factor that pushes anybody over the edge. But at the same time, uh, we do have to have a level of accountability. We do need our students, particularly those who are coming back uh, next year, and I mean that in grades eight through 11, uh, that that they're, they're ready, they're prepared, and that we have some metric of learning. Uh, we, we certainly do not want the fourth quarter to have a real significant or detrimental impact though. So, um, Individual assignments that we've been giving out have been assessed by our school-wide learning expectations uh, on a one through four scale, with two being the minimum threshold for passing on that one through four scale. Um, a lot of our students have been engaging in those assignments and passing them, which is, which is really wonderful. And then there's a, a percentage of students who aren't doing anything at all. Um, so we are we are going to land for the fourth quarter on three what we think are going to be three uh, particular uh, grades for lack of a better word um, we've had credit and no credit since the onset of this uh, the uh, the closure the remote learning moving towards more mandatory from optional we are going to add in something called credit with distinction and i'm going to explain here uh, all of the three different standards. And so uh, if you have a second, you might want to grab a pen and, pa and paper. Uh, this will be posted on our website, posted on my blog and uh, emailed out as well. Um, but starting at the uh, top and working our way down, credit with distinction is, is really to reward a student who has made an outstanding effort during this period of closure and has completed nearly everything at a, a high level. And um, that would be everything that that student has handed in for the most part, uh, 90 to 100% of the assignments have been handed in, they've been assessed as passed, and they've been assessed as passed with a three or a four. And for the report card in quarter four, that student would uh, get a 95. So um, again, threes or fours based on our school-wide rubric, 90 to 100% of the time, getting a 95 in that class. And that's credit with distinction. 
the next level down is credit and that's there's an effort the majority of work is completed and by that we mean that 67 percent two-thirds of the assignments to about 89 percent are assessed as passed and that just means passed uh, a two or higher and those students will get an 80. Uh, we are going to give teachers the latitude to adjust based on things like attendance effort the opportunity to redo things um, and, and some of the other mitigating circumstances that they're aware of, um, because no credit, uh, is for really reserved for those situations in which a student has made little to no effort, completed little to no work. And that means less than two thirds of our assignments assessed as passed, um, and, or not handed in at all. And we think that's fair. Um, and that will only go in the rank book as a 59 and the fourth quarter as a whole, which typically counts for about a quarter, about 22 odd percent is only going to count for 10% of the total grade. So for students who are doing very well in quarters one, two, and three, um, even having uh, a, you know, a credit with distinction, um, metric, if they were, you know, doing so before the closure, you know, student who had a, a really solid a average, if that student has had some, some circumstances that have led to a struggle, um, earning credit in the fourth quarter will not really hurt his or her overall grade point average all that much. Um, and again, for students who are really, uh, you know, putting in a, a lot of effort and doing a bang up job, we want to make sure that we incentivize, uh, some of the things that they're doing. And uh, um, at the same time, teachers will have the latitude to provide enrichment, provide enhancements, and to uh, really give students credit for the things they are doing. And that's what this is about. This is about credit for things that people are doing, not punishment for things that they are not. Uh, it will also help us as we, as we head into next year. And Part of our concern is making sure that students are prepared when they return for next year. And, and by that, I mean, if we have students who are on the bubble uh, in a particular class, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick on math for a second. Um, if we were talking about an Algebra 1 class and a student had, let's say, a D average for the first three quarters and then does nothing during this period of closure, putting that student in a, a class like Geometry next year um, or grade nine algebra two is, is probably not a good move. Um, and by all accounts, that student may have been well positioned to go to geometry or algebra two in February when we chose classes. But given the current circumstances, uh, even though that student will be, pro uh, will be promoted and even though that student may still pass, we may want to think about students repeating courses for no reason other than we don't want them to really struggle. If during this period of closure, they're getting no credit and they've put no effort or they've done no work. So that is one of our main reasons. It'll allow us to have a sense of who's been uh, participating, who has not been participating. And also, again, incentivizing uh, those who are doing the work uh, to the best of their ability, uh, coming to the virtual lessons. And again, those are those are optional. So um, we're talking about situations where kids are able to get to the lessons, perhaps, but not complete the written work. Uh, we want to make sure that they get some credit as well. So, again, that 
that goes into that. They're making some effort, um, even though not all the work is completed. So that's where we stand with, with grading. We will not release anything really formal um, or decisive, but that is what we're thinking. Um, and again, we'll be sending this out um, via email as part of our weekly notes and students will have the opportunity to resubmit work, I think is the other piece that's important. If a student gets a one or a two back and wants to redo something for a three or a four, they, they certainly can. And, uh, again, we are not in the business of causing a lot of stress. Uh, that is not, not really the purpose here at all. So now that we move on from grades, um, one of the other unpopular subjects that has uh, certainly um, been on our minds over the last few weeks has been the fate of the junior-senior prom. And while we have continued to reserve a date with our venue heading into July, uh, the reality is the prom in, in a traditional sense has, uh, you know, we have canceled it. Uh, there's no easy way to say it, so I'll just say it. Um, there has been much deliberation on this, but the, the reality uh, is that we do not anticipate there being the opportunity to host an event with more than 300 people and no social distancing guidelines whatsoever anytime soon, really. And um, even though our date that's reserved is toward the end of July, um, we're starting to think of this as the possibility of being uh, events independent of one another. And um, perhaps having this year a senior prom if we are able to gather and a junior event uh, or a class of 2021 event later into the summer or the beginning of next year, if that's something the classes decide. Um, I'll be very honest, in, in my experience in Uxbridge versus other schools, um, Uxbridge is a pretty advisor-centric place. Uh, a lot of the times the advisors make a lot of the decisions for the classes, and um, that is one I'm gonna put pretty squarely on the class of 2021 um, and their officers along with their advisor about what they wanna do. Um, if they decide as a class that they'd like to ho host something in the fall and the advisor will advise on it, we, we will certainly do that, but it's also possible the class of 2021 would, would prefer to just wait until, until the spring and have their own prom. And again, this is, uh, this is really based on on our guidelines being being handed down from the um, from the governor. I mean, we we do not have any ability right now to 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 hold any event uh, that has more than ten people present. So uh, and and even then, it's it's six feet apart. So um, we're disappointed. As I shared with the seniors when I broke this news to them. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, some people say that, you know, administrators in schools don't, don't love proms. And, uh, there's a part of it that for me is always very nervous and worried all night about what's going on, um, and hoping everybody gets safe, uh, to the next day. But the reality is we look forward to it. We love seeing everybody all dressed up. We know how excited students and families get for that night. Um, the amount of effort, time and planning that it goes in to, uh, into it with our students and, and their families and getting dressed up and nails and hair and matching tuxedos and flowers. And it, it, it was not an easy decision for us, but it was made a little bit easier when the decision was made about gatherings until May 18th. And then uh, there doesn't seem to be any relief on large gatherings coming anytime soon. So 
We are going to continue to work with both classes. And I say that deliberately because it is not just going to be the advisor and me locked in a room making the decision. We do want to enlist and engage the students on what they want. And if they decide that um, the uh, guidelines are relaxed in such a way that we can have something in the uh, in the fall or late summer, we will try to do so. Um, but if not, we, we will we will wait until next year and and celebrate the junior senior prom if we can come next uh, next May as we traditionally do. Um, <clears throat> with all of this, we'll be hosting another town hall style meeting on Tuesday night, six thirty p.m. Um, we're going to invite all the students and uh, the uh, uh, parents uh, from the class, uh, grades 8 through 11. There isn't a whole lot for the seniors in that because we just met with them um, and we'll send that link on Tuesday. Um, I appreciate when we send these links out, people's etiquette has been great. Not sharing, not posting the, the, the links and the passwords is extremely helpful. It helps keep our environment safe uh, and avoiding uh, Zoom bombing sort of situations. So we, we appreciate that. Uh, something else we'll be sending out with our with our notes this week is just some update from uh, the Department of Public Health's uh, Women, Infants, and Children Nutrition Program. You may know it as WIC. Um, there's some, some information about eligibility online. We do know that, uh, there are some families that, uh, that rely on local WIC programs and, uh, certainly, uh, take advantage of those if you can. And, uh, they have all of their services available, uh, by phone and, uh, we'll, we'll be sharing out those email addresses, eligibility pages, and phone numbers as well. Uh, and last thing that I would be remiss in, in mentioning, um, you know, we weren't in the building this week for it, but, uh, this was teacher appreciation week. Um, you know, as a, as the son of a teacher, as a former English teacher and someone who believes very strongly in his roots in the classroom, um, I've always had a, a really great appreciation for the work that teachers do. And as we've seen in the last few weeks from a lot of parents, um, I think one of my favorite ones uh, was a, a meme that was posted, I think, the second week of the school closure, which was the uh, first week of uh, homeschooling isn't going so well. My two students were suspended for fighting, and I was put on leave for uh, drinking on the job. And I, I, I said, yep, people are starting to realize just how hard sometimes the, the job of engaging uh, some people are starting to realize how hard this job really is for, for, for us to do with 100 students every day. And so I, I do know there's a great deal of appreciation in our community for all our students have done. I, uh, all, all our teachers have done for the, for the students. There is so much appreciation for everything that they have done, um, not just during this time. Um, and I, I know that when I came to Uxbridge um, a little less than uh, a little less than five years ago, um, I, I accepted the principalship and found the faculty be, to be uh, welcoming and curious and maybe unsure of what what would be what would be coming from this uh, from the new guy. Um, but they have done so much heavy lifting. They have done so much to support the kids and um, they have undergone some significant changes as a school. But I think they're all changes that have been for the better for our students in our community. And they have been right there alongside with us every step of the way. And they are so committed to the potential of our kids. Uh, I can't say enough about them. Um, if you do have a minute this week uh, or next, or you know, while you're you're sitting at home uh, in front of Netflix and you're you're sitting at your phone, uh, type a quick email to a teacher. I, I know they would appreciate it. 
um, and just let them know how much they are appreciated because they miss your kids. They miss you. Um, and we miss them. So, um, we continue to to plod forward. Um, we will have some updates in the next couple of weeks about how students can get materials out of the school. Uh, we're working with the Board of Health on that. And uh, in the uh, next couple of weeks, hopefully we'll have more information about that. Until then, uh, you know, stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy. We, uh, we really miss you. Um, it has been a, a really tough road to hoe. Um, but we want to stay, stay safe, stay healthy. And we'll talk to you soon. This has been the Experts High School Spartan Podcast.